Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on your location. Uh, you're welcome to Leadership Talk with Adegoke, the 59th episode. And we're looking at leadership and succession planning. Leadership and succession planning. Um, trust you well. Um, I'm trusting that the session is going to be very powerful. Uh, leadership and succession planning. How is a leader able to uh, position even for passing the button? How is a leader able to position for passing the button? Succession is a major, major topic. Uh, it's critical in leadership. Everyone communicates, few connect. <laughs> You're welcome, my friend. <laughs> oh, hello, how are you? So sorry. You What's that? Uh, did you, have you unmuted yourself? I should be unmuted. Um, yes. Okay, I can hear you now. You can? Yeah, I can. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> We're live now. We're live. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, how is it? How is it where you are? Where, where, where are you speaking from? Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. So, wow. yeah, wow. where are you? Well, I'm in Lagos, Nigeria. That's in Africa. That's what uh, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, hi. Yeah, hi. You're welcome to Leadership Talk with Adegoke. Um, this is the 58th episode, and I'm so privileged to have you on Leadership Talk with Adegoke. I trust that um, we're going to have a great time, you know, adding value to our listeners all over the world. Um, and I'm sure that you have so much to share. Okay. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, you're back. Okay. Uh, Meredith, you're just going to be jumping in right away, real quick. Um, our, list, our listeners are going to be listening from all over the world. The replay, Leadership Talk with Adigoke. It's a podcast that focuses on leadership from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So we have with us on this session, Meredith from Nashville, Tennessee. That's in the USA. All right. So tell us, who is Meredith? Who am I? Well, uh, I am a leadership development trainer and a developer of people. That's really the summary. Yeah, just trying to find the potential hidden in each person and see how we bring it out of them through training or coaching, various things like that. Excellent, excellent. Excellent. Now, um, I want you to uh, tell us, how did you get into leadership? Yeah, it's a long winding road. Um, <laughs> I started out working with, uh, my first job was working in operations in a small company and I was reporting to the, he was the operations director 
and okay. he thought he was my mentor. So uh, that's what he thought he was. Uh, <laughs> I thought was so funny um, and still do because yeah. we all know we kind of gravitate towards people that we want to emulate. And in this yeah. case, for me, I didn't necessarily want to be like him. So uh, I was trying to um, cure the world of people like him. Uh, so that's why I uh, looked into some formal classes, but then also got into working more in any leadership capacity that I could get in, whether it was volunteer or um, intern programs that I managed, because um, this was a while ago. Um, okay. But I, I worked my way into companies that were a little larger and had resources for training and development. All and right. by that, I mean, they weren't necessarily just training you how to do the job you were doing today. They were okay. teaching uh, others how to do the next job. And so that's All the right. role that I came in to, to teach was what do you want to be when you grow up? And so, which some people even now don't know. And then also um, seeing if I could help them in some of those, uh, a lot of people call them soft skills, yeah. but I call them the money skills because they're the ones that differentiate the people who are doing really well in their career and the people who are struggling. Okay. Excellent. So Excellent. That's kind of the progression. I moved into different roles where I was leading those functions, leadership performance, leadership development, succession planning. And then I moved. Now I own my own uh, training business in Nashville and the surrounding areas. So helping companies on the outside. Is it, is it a franchise? It is actually a franchise, yes, of a company called Crestcom. And they. Um, the reason why I did that is I didn't necessarily want to. I, do, I had seen their materials. I had actually been a participant in some of their workshops. And I agreed wholeheartedly with their philosophies and the way that they went about it. So um, last year, actually, in the middle of our lovely pandemic, I yeah. became an official franchise for Presscom. So I have materials and classes and experts that are helping me and backing me up when it comes to design and development. Congratulations. So how do you do your training? Is it virtual or mixed? It's mixed. Uh, we do like to do things that are in person, but if that's not possible, which it hasn't been, we have been uh, online. And Luckily for me, the design of a lot of the activities has been, and, and just because a lot of the training is very activity-based and group work and definitely some self-reflection, but it's certainly helpful to have the interactivity. Um, a lot of that was already built into the design to translate online. So it's actually been a little more fun because we've been able to do things virtually uh, and sometimes, you know, people get embarrassed when they're in the, in the front of a room, but right. sometimes this, this glass barrier between us helps people <laughs> to be a little bit more expressive. More yeah. 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 So that's awesome. been good. So yeah, we're in person. Um, but most of it's been virtual 
And actually, Crestcom is all over the world. So we have about 150 of me uh, in 60 different countries. So yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Um, So I'm excited, though. I think I'm adding another country today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so I'm so fascinated by your um, expertise and your depth. And you're going to be speaking to a topic that um, is a bit sensitive, you know, when it comes to succession, you know, uh, you know, people feel a bit uh, reluctant to pass the button and, uh, you know, and you can't be in leadership forever. You know, you need to uh, have, um, you know, a path of, Mm -hmm. you know, passing on, passing on that legacy. Um, So, yes. So good. So what is succession planning? So succession planning is when it's a process that it's that takes many years because right. it's not just moving someone into a position. It's more of that planning piece, yeah. truly thinking through how is someone performing in this role versus how are they performing or could perform bumped up against criteria for the next role, which could be you know, I know there's the two paths, there's, you know, where you can kind of go functional expertise, or you can go into leadership. So obviously, for me, I'm, I'm going to speak more about the leadership track that succession planning could mean. Um, Because there's certain competencies that are identified across the board. Um, You know, and like I said, I know that there are a lot of other companies that do things like Crustcom, but Uh, And so there's some translation across what's core and common for making a good leader. So you can use that criteria to measure uh, an employee up against and see where are their areas that they still need to develop and where are the areas that they're ready, they're fine. And we just need to let them practice and build on those skills. So that's kind of where the succession planning piece, it's more of a talent identification piece where you see someone has middle to high performance, but then you also see someone that has high potential. And the definition for potential is kind of like when you're landing an airplane and there's um, a big runway in front of you. People who have more potential have a really long runway. That means they can just go and keep going. And yeah. others have shorter runway, right? Yeah. They kind of land and, and that's where their plane's just going to be. So um, so those are the two key po- components to looking at what talent right. should be. Right. Okay. Once you know someone's you know high potential and has pretty good high performance, mm. uh, and you're looking at those people as compared to those leadership competencies, then you can say, how long are they going to be how long is their succession plan? You know, are they going to be ready to go in three months okay. or are they be ready to go in three years? And mm. that's going to be a different path of development for those people. Depending on the level of competence. Yes, exactly. And experience, honestly, sometimes people just need time enrolled to be ready for the next. Mm. Right. So even as a leader, they need to walk a mile in someone else's shoes uh, in that position to really be able to take that expertise about the position to when they're a leader of it. 
So that's pretty key. Um, yeah. So that's really what succession planning is. A lot of people think it's putting people on uh, nine box charts and uh, grids and, you know, it, it's a lot of fun to plan, but then the work really comes when you realize how much develop the development they might have left to do. Okay. Right. Okay. Sometimes managers want to see something for an employee when the employee either doesn't want to see it themselves or doesn't care or, um, you know, they haven't shown that interest. Part of the potential is that they really want to grow and be a leader as opposed to the current position they have in the company. Awesome, awesome. Now, tell us, um, what is the challenge if um, a leader doesn't have a succession plan, uh, you know, in terms of a strategy for succession planning? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah. it's one I think a lot of folks right now might be looking at. Because uh, the world changed so quickly, the business yeah. world and the big world uh, changed so quickly and the needs have shifted. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of folks may be saying, man, I'm getting close to either retiring or I want to go do something else with my yeah. life. So who's going to take my hard work that I've done here? Who's going to pick up the baton, as you said? Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah. What what do you do when you don't have someone? Well, you start building someone as fast as possible. Oh, wow. Um, or you have to hire from the outside, yeah. right? Which can be very costly. Uh, and you have the you have the chance that you might hire the wrong person, right? Who doesn't have all the institutional knowledge, who doesn't have so you know, being very clear on what you're looking for, seeing if there's anyone internal that might fit the bill, um, you know, and might fit the bill within three months to six months. It could be a year. And then that leader knows, okay, in about a year, I'll feel pretty good yeah. turning it over. But sometimes companies don't have that kind of lead time, right? They, they someone decides I'm leaving and I'm giving my notice and maybe they give you a month, which would be great. And then you've got to find someone to help you continue the good work of what that department was doing mm. all along. So I think the <laughs> if you don't have someone, you're going to have to look outside. If you think you might have someone start developing mm. them as soon as possible. Wow. Wow. Now, what impact does culture have on succession planning? Ooh, these are good. These are good questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah. There you have it. has a huge impact. Um, some companies and organizations, they love fresh new people, right? So right. they may not even think about succession planning um, as much as I'm emphasizing it here. Yeah. Because their whole thing is, I want to have staff turnover. I want to have new, fresh ideas. Um, you know, I'm, they might want a workforce that is in a, it is all across different generations, okay. or they might want you know leaders emerging from the same generation. Um, right. 
So culture has a huge part. It's it's what kind do you like to buy your talent or do you like to build your talent? Is kind of mm. how they say it. Your people. Mm. Um, because it, sometimes when people have been at an organization a long time, people see them as, you know, well, we are, we're doing things the way we've always done it, or we've yeah. never done that. We can't try that. Um, right. So you have those people that are kind of bucking the growth of the company and aren't supporting it just because they've been there a long time and they, they know what they've they, they If it isn't broken, don't fix it. Right. No, so yeah. that's kind of what they're thinking. But then mm. from a culture standpoint, you might support having people come in and break the culture and, and, and figure out different ways to do things, break the processes. And so it's really, um, a tolerance level, I think, from that company culture. And then also, what is the culture in the first case? So uh, they're huge. They're greatly intertwined. Awesome. Awesome. If you just join us, um, I've been speaking with Meredith Graham, which is from Nashville, Tennessee. That's in the USA. Um, she's showing up massively on Leadership Talk with Adigo K, the, 50, uh, the 59th episode. And we we're looking at leadership, leadership and succession planning. Now, Meredith, you know, you shared so many nuggets, but I just want you to, what are the three things that a leader must do, you know, uh, to recalibrate now? Um, because post pandemic, the crisis is still ongoing so that the leader can be uh, a step ahead regarding succession planning. What are the three things that you think the leader should do? Yeah. So I think the first is to really try to know the people on your team. Okay. Um, and so by that, I mean, do an inventory of the skills that they have, the places they want to go, but the places that you need them to go uh, right. as, far as a job function. The other piece is around engagement. So at least in the States, we've been experiencing some, huh, they call it the great um, resignation. Yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> maybe experiencing that as well. Uh, yeah. For others yeah people, people are no longer staying, you know, you know, on the job for too long. They're just moving on very flexible, very recalibrating, you know, so it's causing a bit of uh, <sighs> disruption in the system. Very yeah. much, very much. So I think the piece around knowing your people, so you know, if you can tell when someone's thinking of, you know, they're, they're kind of itching in their job. I, I want something different, or I think I need a different position in this company. Or, you know, you can see some people might be a flight risk. So you can mm -hmm. start knowing ahead of time, especially if you know who they are, what they're good at, what they're looking to do with their career. If you've had those conversations, you can you can use them as mm. um, intelligence to know what to what to do next. That's the true. engagement piece, though, is showing people, hey, you're you are doing a great job. Um, and if we are if you think we aren't, tell us now. So having those kind of interviews where it's not an exit interview on the way out. Yeah. It's, it's, you're, you're here. You're, we're assuming you're good, but let's still talk. Let's still get some dialogue going. So you don't just up and leave. Well, you're not going to say this, but you don't want someone to just up and leave. 
Um, and, you know, also just engagement with employees goes a long way right now because we have, we're all reconnecting, mm-hmm. uh, reconnecting by not being on email and phone so much, but hopefully we can get some more interactions in person. And those are different, just like we were saying with class. It's a, it's a different uh, place to be where you can actually sit down with your boss and, or pop by without a meeting being on the calendar for a phone call. Um, you know, just opening up that uh, communication and, and engagement again. And then the third thing, you know, is really to be very clear, I think, on the expectations. Yeah. Um, things have changed so much, but I can't tell you at, at one company and then the next, the company next door, I can't tell you they're going to have changed in the same ways. Mm. So, role clarification, policy clarification, all of that is key, I think, because people need that clarity to make sure yeah. they're doing their jobs correctly and can feel confident that their company is is on the ride with them. Mm. Uh, no one is at odds. Mm. Uh, everybody's on the same team. We just want to keep moving. We, yeah. we're, we're done sticking our, you know, hanging out and not doing any progress for a couple of years. We want to move forward together. So that's kind of the three things I would say I'd focus on from a succession planning standpoint, because succession planning is is all about not looking backwards. It's about looking forwards. Mm-hmm. So once we've identified people and their performance, we don't really look at it again because we're looking at what can they do for us now that we know they have a particular skill set. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for speaking to that. Now, I just want you to... Um, Share your thoughts on you know, the impact of remote working on succession <laughs> planning. Because you know, you you know, uh, back in the day, you had a situation where we only had to come into the office, mm-hmm. but now you have some staff that you've never seen in person, and they've been onboarded for by a year, and you know, and these things are like, you know, that personal touch is not there. Mm-hmm. So what was the impact of remote working on, on succession planning as a leader? It's, it's huge. I think that um, what I've seen talking with clients is it's very difficult to choose the right people, to get a good baseline even on new people, because all we're seeing is their work product. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, they're, PowerPoints and their, you know, their presentation. It's something that's always planned or rehearsed. Mm. A lot of leadership can't be planned, meaning you never know what's going to happen each day with each employee or with a customer. Uh, mm. and, and, and you're accountable regardless. You're the leader. So mm. it's difficult to see people in those real life scenarios to see how are they going to handle that and how are right. they not. Yeah. However, there is a way, um, you know, through training and through, um, you know, skills practice, role play, where you yeah. can get an idea of what someone would say, um, how would they react? Um, so there's some of that that can still take place where you can get some information on how someone might perform in a, a, a higher role. 
Okay. I'm definitely not going to say that it is the same as it was before. I think that there will be a few more missteps when it comes to promoting the right person. Because um, you just, when you're in the room with someone, and I know I feel like I'm in the room with you, but you know, it's, it's where... <laughs> there's uh there's time where we're on and then you know, there might be time when we are just talking um on the side and we're yeah. not on in a meeting and you get so much more information from someone informally sometimes than formally yeah that's so, right. um that's yeah. the part that's missing because you know, if there isn't a, a call on the calendar, a lot of people won't pick up the phone and just say like, hey, how's it going? Or what'd you think about that meeting? Or give me your thoughts on this. They're just going to go to Google or they're going to go and tell their husband or wife about it. And then, but what are they going to do? You know, so it's really like we've lost some of that informal opportunity to learn yeah. about people. Going out for lunch together, you know, even as a group. Yeah. Yeah, where you find like it's not just um, what a lot of people present at work isn't always who they all only are. There's yeah. so much more that encompasses a person that yeah. they bring to the table than just uh, what might be able to be emailed or presented or, um, you know, the metrics, how fast someone does their job, that kind of thing. You just can't find out that kind of thing. Um you know, the, the good stuff, I would say the, you know, how, how do they communicate? How do they, um, decision make? How, how do they come to the conclusions they do? What's their thought process? Instead, mm -hmm. a lot of it is, did you make a decision and what is it? Let's mm -hmm. move. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very different. And wow. I think it's, I think that's an area that concerns me honestly about, moving forward and, and what we're going to get in leadership positions over the next five years. Mm, 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 mm. Do you think the COVID, COVID has helped to, for people to really, um, you know, have a long-term uh, in terms of planning? I hope they've used their time wisely. We'll say that um, <laughs> because there's certainly been a pause button that was hit. Yeah. Um, where I think there's been, well, we've seen, you know, there's less output for some companies, less yeah. profit. Um, and now just like when you're trying to do, um, the same amount of work with less, it's the yeah. same kind of thing where you have to try and do the same amount of work with the same people, but a different kind of criteria for what success looks like. Yeah. Some companies have said, I don't care. I'm putting people, I'm training people just as it was. We're going to have downs and ups in our business cycles. Yeah. We're counting this as a down, but we can't not develop people or we can't not continue processes as normal as possible. Mm. Um, others have said, oh, well, we haven't trained a single person in, since 2018. Um, wow. And they're like, because I mean, <laughs> Look at all that we're, we have all this stuff we're dealing with, mm. but it's a pretty lame excuse in my opinion, um, because that's <laughs> kind of created. You, 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 you are on the other side of, of the tip of, of the aisle, you know, so for, yeah. for, for a business, you know, one of the things to do once there's a crisis is they, 
the content cost in the area of training, in the area of development. So, uh, you know, the seeds has uh, been, you know, sentimental, even if their staff yeah. uh, require new training, because now we have we have to adapt, you know, because before it was in person, now it's virtual, and virtual has its own challenges, mm -hmm. you know, remote working has its own challenges. So um, it's a very fluid situation, you know. It's a very, but we we we're adapting. We're adapting. I hope we are. I think we are. Um, <laughs> I do think though there are some. You know, we, it's almost like if we stopped, um, like in the States, we have our public education system. Um, like if we just stopped sending our kids to school and they just didn't learn a single thing for three years, two years. Yeah. And then we put them right back and said, okay, go back to the way you were. We haven't done anything with you for two years, but now you're, you're seven. So you're supposed to be writing and reading and yeah, you're not yeah. doing any of that. Oh, we stopped that because you didn't go to school since kindergarten. Okay, you're when you were five years old. So it's one of those things where it's the same kind of idea with certain, yeah. especially certain folks that just joined the workforce. They were on a trajectory to move yeah. into certain roles. And now there's been a little bit of a setback because yeah. all they've been told to do is you know, get, get the job done so we can keep the lights on and the doors open and not have any um you know loss of of revenue but they will experience loss of people which yeah. might translate to revenue anyway so awesome you know i mean we can go on and on you know but uh, no, i'm kind of a downer when i talk about that kind of stuff but i don't <laughs> i, don't, I want to be very realistic too because no it's it's okay married i mean okay. okay. there's I mean, some challenges coming yeah yeah, but you've done very well. Uh, this is Leadership Talk with Adigoke. I've been on the podcast with Meredith from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, she's showing up, uh, speaking to leadership and succession planning. I just have two more questions for you. Um, now, you speak so well, so deep, you know, and um, do you have mentors? I do. I do. I have business mentors, personal mentors, Um you know, my father is a business owner as well. And so okay. I look to him, um, okay. although it's more on, like I said, the business side where I'm trying to build and grow and not spend too much money um, and make sure that I'm partnered with the right people yeah. to yeah. Uh, make the most impact. So I would say that he he's run a business for 40 years and kind of just watching and talking to him, getting his thoughts um, from a um, mentor standpoint, also business and okay. personal um, back in my graduate program, which has been 16 years ago. Um, wow. One of my professors was um, I've kept in touch with her for years and years and years. And awesome. awesome. She became like the she became the dean of the Vanderbilt University Peabody College, um, right. and she ran several human resource departments in hospital Good. systems here. Um, you know, she's also gone out on her own as well and done some coaching. But she's someone that very early on I could see 
myself in her where she's um, driven, wants to, uh, you know, is comfortable making decisions, doesn't waver. um, And she knows her stuff. So for me, having touch points with her, giving her uh, opinion on certain things, she's heard me talk about leadership, succession, these kinds of things. And um, you know, she's poked holes in some of what I've said, and I've changed based off of what she's told me and her experience. Okay. So, um, her, uh, she, her name's Dale Savage. Um, okay. it's kind of an odd, uh, last name, S-A-V-A-G-E. <laughs> yeah. But, um, she is a um, definite mentor of mine who is, I mean, we, we speak all the time. So, um, I text her, uh, which I think is the value, you know, the mark of a really deep relationship when you get to text people. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That's very intimate stuff. That's know. right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But it's good. You know I mean? Uh, you know, mentors will help us to, uh, see, uh, clearly up to clarity, but sometimes it can be very fuzzy. And uh, you could be overwhelmed. So there's always that um, person you can reach out to and gives you some stability as well. So well done, you know. Well yeah, done. it's interesting. I, I challenge myself constantly because I don't have a mentor that I would say, you know, or, or someone that I'm looking to that's on the New York Times bestseller list, you know. <laughs> I... I am a, I'm a skeptical person. And yeah. so I am always, I almost, out for those yeah, and I want to see what happens in the end, like with what they've said, I kind of want to follow them, but not buy into it so much. Yeah. That that's yeah. the only you thing have I an independent do. mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, well, or, or very cynical and um, very skeptical, but okay. I've just worked with a lot of leaders and people over my time. And, and sometimes you think, oh, well, they aren't who they thought I thought they were. You know? I know. You know, I, I did a session, you know, just before this session on leadership and bias, you know, to be nice for you to listen into it. I will definitely. Yeah, leadership and bias. You know, a lady from Australia, Bron Williams, and she was saying that you know the unconscious bias. When before you meet someone, or even based on past experience, you use it to relate to that person. And sometimes we can lose, you know, that uh, touch. That's something very critical. You know, because you're yeah. older than so much. You know, well, there's um, yeah. you don't meet your idol, right? Yeah, yeah. Because once That's you right. do, you're like, oh. I don't yeah. know if they do walk the talk that they've been saying all these years, but they're human. I mean, that's the other yeah. thing is they're human. They're not going yeah. to be perfect and everything's conditional, but it has been hard for me to identify a, a book or a speaker or someone that. I know. That's fine. You, so you're a combination of so many, so many things. It is. It is. And it's a journey, you know, so which is, which is a good thing. Now, so if, if our listeners want to reach out to you, how do they reach out to you? Oh, um, email is always good. Um, okay. It's meredith.gram at crestcom. So that's okay. C-R-E-S-T-C-O-N um, or M dot com. Okay. Um, or, I mean, if, like I said, if people want to call me, text me, feel free for that as well. Okay. Um, LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn. 
Okay, um, that's good. Facebook, you know, all oh, the things. Okay, so are, are, you, are you Meredith Graham on LinkedIn or is it Crestcom or? Uh, sure, yeah. It's actually, it's under my name. Um, okay. And it is, if you look Meredith D. Graham, um, okay. it's me. But I think Meredith Graham will also come up with it as well. Message me. Um, I'm on there all the time. It's a lot of my business development that I do is through LinkedIn. So um, feel free chat. Let's, let's get a conversation going. I love it because people get on LinkedIn at all times of day and night. So it doesn't That's matter it. whether you're, you're uh, across the world from me, I can get on there. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I'm so delighted to have you on this podcast and, um, you know, we made it happen and, um, you've, you've spoken so deeply, uh, so passionately about succession planning. You dropped a lot of nuggets uh, that I believe that listeners all over the world will be able to tap into. And the fact that you've also left your um, your contact details, um, I believe that, you know, um, you know, it's going to open a lot of opportunities for you to also, um, you know, um, leverage on this uh, podcast. Uh, Leadership Talk with Adi Bouquet, this is the 59th podcast, and I've had the privilege and honor of... Uh, engaging with Meredith, Meredith Graham. She's from Nashville, Tennessee. And so at so the same time, have a good, have a good one. Thank you everyone. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> wow. This